We're here with Salt Lake City mayoral candidate, Aaron Mendenhall. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning to you, Spencer. Thank you for having me. And this is another edition of Candidate Cast, getting to know the candidates and not the issues. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of issues to talk about, and everybody talks about those, but we're here to try to get to know the candidates that are running for office. So tell us. Where, give us your life story. <laughs> tell, tell us where you were born and raised and all of those kinds of things that will interest people. This is episode one of 327. <laughs> exactly. We'll cover yeah. the span of my 39-year life. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> the show, was it was it called Kramer? I think it was uh, where the, you know, the... The psychologist, yes, that's what we're doing here today. <laughs> I'm I'm reclined on a psychologist <laughs> couch at the moment. Just kidding. So, you, so I know that you went to school with one of my friends. So, I I did. I mean, it's Small Lake City, so I probably went to school with a lot of people that you know. Maybe <laughs> I only one. Um, I was born in Arizona. Uh, my family moved here when I was in the middle of the second grade. Kids called me Punky Brewster. Um, I couldn't figure it out, but I guess I had funky clothes. Uh, from being out of state, I didn't see myself that funky. But I grew up in Sandy. At that, from that point on, I went to Alta High School. What's it like to move into a new school? It's at, hard, man. In second grade, it's hard. Because like, what you're seven? I was seven, seven years, old? years old. That's right. What brought them to What brought them to Salt Lake? My dad was diagnosed with cancer when I was about six. He traveled internationally a lot for work, and he wanted to travel less, so he found a job up here. And that is what brought us to Salt Lake City. We landed in Sandy um, after looking all over because he was a ham radio operator and we wanted land enough that he could put erect so these did you massive have one antennas. So did you have one of those giant towers we on had your- two. We had two. <laughs> and actually one of them was strapped to the side of the house where my bedroom was on the second story. Uh, it extended up above the roof line. And you, you've seen them before. Oh, yeah. I, I drive by one every day and I- <laughs> and I wonder if if the apocalypse happens, if I could go yes. over there and, and find out what's going on. So I made my dad promise me that that thing would never come down and shish kebab me in the night <laughs> in my bed. Um, and he lived, so we moved there when I was seven. He lived until I was about three weeks shy of 14. Wow. And that same, he died in May. And that summer there was a big storm and the antenna actually came down on the roof. So he held his promise as long as, as, long as he, he was, was on alive. this earth. Fortunately, How, no one was shish kebobbed. That's got to be hard to lose a parent sure. in elementary school. You were in elementary school or I was junior in middle high, school middle school at that point. Um, and I, you know, including the person you know who I went to high school with, I had great friends. And it was even though my family was not LDS, I grew up in a loving community um, with families who just really took my brother and me under their wing. Uh, my mother, you know, went through the, the, the grief and loss of losing her partner and uh, is, so two is in still an amazing, loving mother. But it was wonderful to have more families invite us to dinner and to go to, on a camping trip and, you know, show interest in our future. Is so, she still living? She is. And she's, she's in wonderful. Salt Lake City or Sandy yeah, still down She's in just Sandy? up in Davis County a little bit. Oh, <laughs> just northern, a few minutes north. Northern Utah. And she helps me with my kids three days a week. So I'm very lucky. Fantastic. Yeah. Where's your brother? In my basement. Is he? 
<laughs> he's actually knock on wood. He's closing on a house tomorrow. He and his girlfriend. So literally, here he's in Salt in, Lake City he's right now in your basement. He, he probably is. Yeah, he, they live. They rent the basement from us. So, but so, we wanted a, Kyle, my husband, and I wanted a home where we could. It could be the family house, and um, so I, I'm not the matriarch, but I like to host every meal. I like to host the holidays, the birthdays. I when bake you the said cakes. You, you love to cook, so but we'll get to that. We'll get to that yes. in a minute. So you. Suffer, you, you lived through the loss of your father, which yeah. had to have been difficult. And now yeah. your mother's, did she go back to work? Did she become, what, she what happened? Did. She did. She got some training to become a, a recreation therapist. She worked in some nursing homes and um, she's doing probably the best work ever, I, I hope for her, which is taking care of her three grandkids three days a week now. And we see each other all the time. Did she remarry? So very lucky. She never remarried. So you've got kind of a full-time mom, full-time. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and my husband's parents are also retired and help us with the kids. So we have a very, I think we have a modern family in, in that we're a blended family, but even the divorced grandparents like each other and come around the dinner table together. <laughs> That's like Michelle Obama's mother living in the White House and and making sure that <laughs> The two daughters were behaving, right? And that they had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich after school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so lucky. you go middle school, now you go to high school. Yeah, and then two days after I graduated, I moved quickly to the ninth and ninth neighborhood and rented a basement apartment with two of my girlfriends and went to the University of Utah. So a bachelor's degree in what? Gender studies. Okay. Which Why, did you have there a are no jobs out there no. that ask for a gender studies no. degree. Let me just make that clear for, but maybe today there are, I would like to hope that, but back then no, there were not, there were no jobs. Um, it's like a political <laughs> I, science degree. Yeah. I, I studied, uh, I studied science also, but I didn't end up with a degree in that, but I ended up, um, going on to do my master's in science and technology with oh, an really? environmental science focus. Yeah. So I, I did that at the university of Utah also. And I, and I, you know, not, not to get into an issue, but that probably is where you, where you, you, this love of trying to clean the air in Salt Lake. Actually, uh, I went back to get my master's quite recently and I went, yeah, my air quality work started about 12 years ago. Um, and I wanted to broaden my environmental brush stroke, so to speak from a policy perspective. And that program, the Masters of Science and Technology program, is intended to make scientists out of policymakers, communicators, people in executive management for companies to be able to work um, in an interdisciplinary way with different scientists, whether it's about statistics or the hard sciences. Um, Half of the degree, the credits for the degree are in the hard sciences. And then there's a lot of management and other uh, entrepreneurship and business style classes. Yeah, so I, I, view, I view the air quality issue. This is me talking about an issue. I view the air quality issue as a, as a uh, economic development issue uh, because I've, I've been sitting on a, an airplane many times landing in Salt Lake during an inversion and seeing the gunky air and had the, had the people sitting around me commenting on it. Yes. Like, you know, oh my this, yeah, exactly. All those kinds of things. And then I have a daughter who's a runner who absorbs a ton of, you know, processes a ton of air yeah. and 
she, you know, gets asthma in that, in that kind of air quality. So now away from that issue back to, <laughs> Wait, uh, you just yeah. tempted me. <laughs> no, you can't, Jump you in. can't talk about it. Uh, you can't talk about it. Um, okay. So, um, you graduate. So I graduate. you had the first degree recent, at a normal time. And my master's I finished just this year. Okay. So you went, you went yeah. back to school. So I spent, I spent about six years in, um, at, at Breathe Utah, the organization okay. I co-founded. And I, when I stopped working at Breathe Utah is when I started my master's program. So okay. I just finished that this year. And I will tell you, it is so inconvenient to go back to school. As an adult. As, as an adult. Did they know, did your oh. professors know that you were on the city council? I mean, did they, did they figure yeah, that out? They figured it out eventually. Yeah. It's a, they're small classes, which is But you amazing. didn't walk in saying I'm Aaron Mendenhall and I'm on the Salt Lake City Council. I'm the chair. I don't think I've ever walked into a room <laughs> saying that to anyone. I, I, uh, it took me 10 years to finish my degree. And while I was finishing my degree, I was on this, the Weber County Commission. And um, one of them was an intro to communications. It was like mm -hmm. I saved a couple of easy classes for the end. And they walked into a public hearing that I was participating, you know, as one of the three county commissioners. And it was, it was not, uh, the professor was not happy. <laughs> that he found out about it that way. So I, so, okay. So late first degree completed at the normal time. And then the second degree completed just recently, which is That's amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, it's and, worth it. And hobbies. Well, I, I just wanted to say that one of my hobbies was homework. And even <laughs> though it's been a few months since I finished all of my courses, I still have that lingering homework panic that, that something's <laughs> some not nights, done. Yeah. You wake up. Right. I finish my work day at 9.30 p.m. usually from being a candidate. And every now and then that lurking like, oh, my gosh, I have a paper due feeling comes over <laughs> me. And I have to remind myself, oh, no, it's, it all, probably it's takes, all done. It probably takes several years to get past that waking yeah. up in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll go, I'll go vulnerable here for a second and say, because I've talked about on the campaign trail, living through different stages of affordability in Salt Lake City and, and in relation to a, a affordable housing crisis issue that we're not talking about today. Right, right. But if you've ever lived through a phase in your life where you weren't sure if your debit card was going to work at the grocery store, that, that sort of panic that comes with swiping that card and not knowing and and I've I've lived through those phases in my life, um, that that pain that panic kind of lingers for a long oh, yeah. time, even after you get through that, and and you know you have the assurance that it will work. Um, I had a friend that was lingers. all excited about you know you hear you kind of hear these right wing I've, I've and I've lived with a lot of right wing conspiracy theorists in my life that wanted you know to that's a choice the, you make uh, this it is a choice i guess uh, he you know he was all excited about the chip being implanted in his head you know so mm. that they wouldn't be able to cut up his credit card in front of him so that <laughs> they scan his the scan the chip in his head but if it didn't if it was declined they wouldn't be able to cut it up wow so, yeah i mean wow. there's, there's there's positives to everything right <laughs> there's a, uh, so a way to find that silver lining so you have you you said you have lots of hobbies one of them is yeah. cooking yeah, I love cooking. Um, I, I wish I had time to at this point in my life, but I still love canning. And we have a small garden. Uh, my husband and I both, before we knew each other, had pretty massive gardens here in Salt Lake City. And so coming together, we we loved growing tomatoes and peppers. And our daughter grows ground cherries, which okay. I don't know if you've ever had one. I They're have not. a strange little fruit that looks like a shrunken tomatillo and tastes sort of like a pineapple. But when you said ground 
ground cherries. Yeah, that's right. I thought maybe it was just that she was stepping on them. I thought it was going to be it was going to be a <laughs> No, no, no. These are precious and little do gems. And they, do they do you can you can those? No, we just eat them and dip them in chocolate. Oh, but really? We, but she and I canned marinara sauce the other day and hot pepper jelly. Um I like to can peaches. But anyway, I love What are the what are the ages the of your children? I have a 13-year-old boy, a 9-year-old boy, and a 3-year-old daughter. She'll be 4 on Christmas Eve. So that's she's the she's the she's cherry the grower. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, chief gardener and boss of family. How do the boys deal with their little sister? They love her. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> she doesn't annoy them cuz you know, I would oh, think that Oh, sure. Okay, all right. But the 13-year-old um He's, they're 10 years apart, so it, there's a lot of patience there, and they adore each other. And the nine-year-old and my three-and-a-half-year-old play together sometimes, and but the annoyance <laughs> is there. Um, so so what's your, what do you find yourself canning and bottling the most <laughs> out of the garden? If I had my way, it would be dozens of jars of marinara because when I'm not home and Kyle's making dinner, it's usually spaghetti sauce. Okay. Or he's making spaghetti. Does he make fresh spaghetti? No. no? Oh, well, you mean like the pasta noodles? Pasta noodles? Yeah. He, he does actually boil water and put noodles in it. <laughs> and then he but he's opens not, he's a not, jar of He's Paul not Newman's. kneading it and feeding it no, through the machine. No. Have but you ever you done that? you could teach him. I, I have one of those machines. Have you ever done it? Yes, I have. Actually, I taught my boys how to make gnocchi last fall. It was fun. A lot of work. Potatoes, that, that's the potato Yeah, and thing, you roll right? it into the giant snakes, and then you have to cut it and press it and with And then you fork. boil it immediately, right? You, you do. It's an ordeal. There's a lot of flour everywhere. Hey, when, when, you, when, you, when you've, you know, when the campaign's over and you're, <laughs> you know, just quietly... Wondering uh, what to do. Wondering what to do as the mayor of Salt Lake, why don't you, like, learn how to make pasta and invite some of us over. I think this is a good idea. Maybe it we'll should have be a homemade, podcast. Actually. Yeah, a homemade marinade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to we're going to get into videoing, so maybe we can make it a, a you know a yeah. television show. It's it will be a mess, really. What would we call it? Marinara with Mayor Mendenhall. I think that's you know, what we'd a liter- go with. You can do better than that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, I thought I'd gone deep on that. Okay, so so you. Uh, you go. You go to. Um, you, your go-to thing is cooking. cooking. Yeah, I, but you I do some other things, other hobbies. By feeding people, that that's my catharsis is to feed. I like to make soap. I make goat milk soap. And, <laughs> and do you do you only use goat milk goat milk soap? No, but it makes the most lovely lathery bar soap you've ever tried. What do you put in it as a as a uh, flavor as a as a smell essential oil uh, of like course what, like what like lavender or lemon verbena is one of our favorites okay. peppermint is another one do you, rosemary maybe yeah so it's all you so you do actually it's yeah. not just pure I'll, we that would be a more fun video podcast because we get to use lye which you could it's you kinda, know burn your yeah, skin I was gonna off say, with that's, and, that's like an old pioneer thing it, it really is you yeah i mean I, I you did, should have I like come have... to this valley through immigration. <laughs> and... Except for mostly being a vegetarian, I probably would have been good at that. I had my kids are big too. I had big, healthy babies, like nine pounders. 
I was 11, so that's like, that's nothing. Nine 11? Pa- 11 pounds, yeah. So. Oh, did your mother survive? Well, I walked out, high-fived her. <laughs> said, Thanks. Took a cab home. <laughs> so, so did, uh, so, okay, so you like making soap and you actually do use lye. You use, that's crazy. Yeah. Because it is. I you, wear you goggles and gloves. Don't worry. Okay. I don't, I won't do it when the kids are around. Or do you just I, hand yes, we, we made, we built molds with plexiglass and and wood it's a whole thing that is crazy it's fun i i my i think my favorite thing to do if i had time when i have time in my life is to have my full table all the leaves extended in the dining room table every chair that we can squeeze around it all of our family over uh half a dozen or so of my best friends and feed everybody and just stay around the well, table for six hours. I come from a long hours. line of diabetics. We like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Candles are good. Yeah. You know, adjust the lighting as you go. So you'd like, you actually like to formally like set yeah, the table and decorate it. And yep. do you make, do you force people to sit where you want them to sit? No. Or, okay, you no, don't do I that. No, but encur- sometimes if it's getting stale, I encourage people to get up and move around. If, they, if they're not, if they're but not interacting. But usually a good dinner party, that happens without any encouragement. Right? I agree. I agree. Okay. So um, (laughs) one of the things I've got to say that I admire about you because I can't do it is that I've seen you biking around town. Yeah. And, and you can do it. I I probably could if I wanted to, but remember I'm, I'm a Republican. And so. Oh, come on. If anyone's going to flip the script, it could be you. (laughs) We like, (laughs) we could get you one of those those goofy three wheeled bikes. Or something that would be what you I need with a basket. Yeah, basket in the and back. Adam could ride in the back. Adam could ride, and we could have <laughs> we could have um, I could have a speaker put on it that would play that Wizard of Oz music. Oh, you know the dun 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 dun. I'm gonna go buy you a bike today. Okay, so I do ad- I admire that because it is, it is helping change the dialogue and the topic. I know the mayor of my fair city of Ogden, uh, he actually rode a bike to work every day. Yeah. Um, Mayor Caldwell. Yeah. And I never, I always took the view that he said he rode his bike to work and then I figured he, he had somebody pick him up and drive him <laughs> home because it would be all uphill going home. Uh, but anyhow. He hasn't been advocating for a bond to build a tram up that hill. That was our last mayor. Yeah. Mayor Godfrey <laughs> did that. So what, what, uh, what, what do you, when you go out to dinner, what kind of, what, you know, you spend a lot of time in, in the city, obviously. Yeah. And I try I wanna, not to leave the city. I want to, <laughs> yeah, I want to know what's kind of an, what's kind of a place that is off the beaten path. I take oh. people to Gilgal Gardens all the time. Yeah. But what's the kind of off the beaten path place you like to go to or tell people about? And Well, off the beaten path for one person is, is someone else's backyard. So I I can't proclaim to know the great secret of Salt Lake city. Um, but some of the favorite places I love to take people would be the peace gardens right off the Jordan river at Jordan park. It's such a cool place that has, it feels like it's been there a long time. It has been there a long time, but you know, there's sort of a settled feeling about it. All the plants are mature and there's that funky little mermaid statue. <laughs> right, right. So we like to go there. I one of the few perks um of being a city council person is having keys to city hall. So I love to take people into the down into the tunnels where there's a lot of uh folk stories about Ted Bundy and 
and other criminals who've walked that tunnel when there used to be That's a like court. A haunted, and, haunted, haunted oh, yeah. tour. There, I guess the haunted tour does go there. Does it? But going up into the cupola of City Hall is another favorite place that is uh, not necessarily easy to get to, but an incredible view of our city. And City Creek is fun. I mean, everybody knows about City Creek, but that's such yeah, a, it's an amazing asset. In it the city. is so close to the downtown. Yeah. Core. I, people, people will come in their, that are clients and they want to, they want to go running and mm-hmm. you'll tell them run up City Creek and they'll come back and they'll, it's like this amazing place in the heart of the city. It is amazing. It's a little bit of Narnia. Yeah. It, no, it's, that's true. I'd say I'd describe it that way. Yeah. Okay, now but I I'll, I want to mention that I think riding a bike through a city, whatever city you're in, and I try to ride using bike share. Where in other cities I go to, Kyle and I love exploring really medium sized cities. That's kind of my sweet spot, as Salt Lake City is. Um, but when you ride a bike, you connect with the city in a totally different way. It's so easy to see a cool shop or a spot or a park you hadn't noticed and just stop for a second. Yeah. And it's hard. It is harder to do that in a car. No question about it. Yeah. So when we talk about businesses being supported in different and expanded ways by getting people out of their cars, bike being riding by bike, you know, I can make two or three stops on my way home and it's no big deal. Um, and it would feel cumbersome to do that. What's your, what's your favorite mid-sized city that you've explored? Boy, I love Minneapolis, St. Paul. Those are pretty cool cities. They've got some great trees going on there. Um, I you are a, you are a tree person, I and that would that would that would digress into an, an issue. But <laughs> but my question is, what is so Minneapolis, St. Paul? What's your favorite tree? I don't know that that's my favorite city, but that's but that's you what, love that one city. that comes to mind. Yeah. We just were in St. Louis a few weeks ago, and St. Louis has a lot of cool neighborhoods. Neighborhoods with businesses at their core kind of like 15th and 15th or 9th and 9th and hopefully where we'll get to with 9th and 9th West um, that are locally owned. And there's just an assortment of things that you'd expect, like a, a restaurant and a dry cleaner, an ice one cream of, shop. One of my favorite shops moved from 9th and 9th to 9th and 9th West um, and Orchid Dynasty. Oh, yeah. 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 And they love it over there. I didn't know how I was going to you know, how I was going to be able to interact with them again since they were not at ninth and ninth. But shockingly, I still was able to get there and their shops, you know, there's a little more room there, a little more parking. Yeah, they um, are great business. Yeah. Go spend money there, Spencer. I, I do. I love I love orchids. Okay. <laughs> so um if you if your children were to say what is their favorite meal that Oh you man, make for them? I'm what always making meals they don't like. Right. I want to know the one they I do like. like. To- you know, I really like to cook, so I'm pushing uh-huh. the envelope on kids, and and you're recognizing that my kids have a range of ten years right, apart. Right. So yeah. my daughter's at that age where she likes all of the f- food the same color. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> and usually in a pouch. Yeah. Which you probably <laughs> don't. She calls them pouches. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, which she's way too old. <laughs> and my 13 year old is at the stage where he's starting to like hot sauce. So we've got quite a range in there. But I'd say salmon. Oh really? Yeah, they lo- they all love salmon. They'll chow down. That's kind of shocking, actually. I know. I don't tell them that because they really <laughs> don't let them listen to this. They really eat it. Yeah, they're good. Because I grew up on a dryland wheat farm, and <laughs> and I didn't even know you ate fish. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't know you. I just thought you ate things with legs. What yeah, about trout? Not fins. Aren't you fishing in creeks? No, no. 
Uh, no. We didn't. We, unlike you, my father had no hobbies, so it's nice to have somebody <laughs> with, with hobbies. Okay, parting shot. What's what? Oh. What's your? What do you? That what do you want to tell? It doesn't have anything to do with campaign. It doesn't have anything to do with, um, yeah, just just about you. So I don't. I think that your listeners probably span far beyond Salt Lake City's boundaries, and hopefully include a lot of people in Salt Lake City too. But I would say that. Uh, come visit us in Salt Lake City. I love this place. And I and I think the people who live here in the city very much choose this city. And the, the intention with which we come together makes this just the coolest place to live in the state. Sorry, Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer. <laughs> I, I'd agree so with come you. It ride is an a amazing bike, city. Get on a green bike. Hop on a scooter. Come meet me for ice cream at one of our many awesome ice cream gelato shops and uh, Salt Lake City's where it's at. Well, that's it. You've you've been listening to Candidate Cast uh, with Erin Mendenhall. She's a salt, currently the Salt Lake City Council Chairwoman. Last year I was the chair. I'm just chair? A, a woman this just year. Just a woman. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, because who is the chair right now? It's Charlie Luke. Charlie Luke, that's right. That's right. We get a one year. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> that, and that's actually a... a uh, Starkest tuna fish uh, commercial. So, uh, wow. sorry, Charlie. That's how old I am. They pay Aaron. you to advertise. Mm, they should. They should. Uh, but uh, thanks for letting us get to know you, Aaron, and not the issues. Plenty of plenty of time spent about the issues, less about getting to know the candidate. And I think you can learn a lot about what kind of leader a person will be when you get to know them. So, thanks for being here. Thank and, you. And join us again on another episode of Candidate Cast. 